Jesse Mallory runs the Colorado chapter of Americans for Prosperity. His mission right now is to educate people about the dangers of Proposition HH. So how's it going? We're going to find out. This is the audio version of our television show, Devil's Advocate. You can watch that show by going to youtube.com, searching for our channel, IITV, which stands for Independence Institute TV. Or just go to thinkfreedom.org. This is worth listening to. Enjoy. We've been talking a lot about Proposition HH because it's really important to try to get a man on the street side of it. Jesse Mallory from Americans for Prosperity. Jesse, you've been knocking on a lot of doors. You've been talking to, what do we call them? Oh, regular people. People who pay for it? Yeah, people who pay for it. I've been really worried about this since the legislature, not the title board, but the legislature Mm -hmm. wrote the language that people will read on the ballot. They wrote it to make it look like it's actually tax relief. It sounds great. They didn't write it for what it really is, a tax increase. Or follow their own rules on how ballot initiatives are supposed to be worried about that. That's probably, that's for, that's for the regular people, I guess. So when, when you look at a poll of this and people read the language, you go, oh, tax relief. Yeah. And it comes out of, what do they call it? Surpluses or revenue, not out Surplus of your chamber refunds yeah. Yeah. the way it's supposed to be. You know, people, how do you, I would vote for it if I did not know better. Your organization, Americans for Prosperity, do a lot of terrific things, including the dirty work of actually walking or phone calling yeah. and talking to, what are they again? Oh, taxpayers, yep. regular people, yep. voters. What are you hearing? So what's interesting is that, you know, the average voter is really starting to catch on to what's happening because they always say, and we saw this issue back uh, on Prop 116 and 117 that, you know, we, we jointly supported together with you guys and that they said- Remind one, us what those were. Oh, you know, that one was the- Tax cut, which was amazing, and uh, appreciate the hard work that you did getting that together. And we uh, really enjoyed being out there helping lower taxes for people with you. And then 117, which was supposed to support increased taper protections with the fees or taxes that so they I call did, fees. Yeah, you need permission yeah. to increase fees. Yep, yep. yep. And uh, of course, legislature didn't listen. We're suing, and you know, one day we'll that'll that'll be settled. But but anyway, one of the things that we noticed is during that, people say, "Why are they asking?" Because they can do this on their own if they want, and that's that's a great starting point. Because I think most people are starting to wake up that there's that there's something weird about this. It's like if they want to lower property taxes, can't they just do it? Why are they asking for our permission? And that's something that I think that level of mistrust that Colorado voters have, especially considering all that we've seen over the last couple of years, is that that level of suspicion is playing to our benefit there. Let me dive in on that because this is the part. This whole thing of, if it sounds too good to be true, mm-hmm. maybe it is. Yeah, it just might be. So you, you, look at, you look at Prop HH, holy hell, yeah. and you go, wait a second. All these things are, they say about this, mm-hmm. lowering property taxes, property tax relief, you don't need to ask permission of voters. You, the legislature, can already do this. Um, uh, help with this and that and the other. You can do that. Um, make property tax relief for seniors more portable. Yeah. You can already do everything that is in that, in that you can already do. Why are you asking our permission? So why are they asking our permission? What is, what, well, what is the hidden agenda? The hidden agenda is they want to keep taper refunds. And then they also want to position themselves to where local governments can retain revenue that's owed back to you without your vote. They can vote. You don't get a vote anymore. And the beautiful thing is, is that we talked to people, we talked to a gentleman 
last week who was like, oh yeah, you know, I actually really like HH. You know, my property taxes are so high. I'm so stressed out. And then we walked him through what was in it. And he was like, absolutely not. I can, I'm a no, like I'm a hard no. And so you took a guy from hard yes to a hard, hard no. no. Second, so you just, once, once I actually learned what was in it. Walk, walk me through that, all right? Because people are listening and they don't get it. And if you read it, you are a hard yes. There is no way you can read the ballot language of, of HH and not be, oh yeah, bring it on. My property taxes are too high. Mm -hmm. This is delicious. How long did it take for that one guy who feels a hard yes to become a hard no? How many minutes did it take talking to Probably him? Probably five. Five minutes. I mean, it wasn't, uh, wasn't long at all in that. Well, let, let, let's be a marriage counselor here for okay. a minute. <laughs> I'm that guy. All right. Um, and you knock on my door and I go, and you show me the ballot language and I say something to the effect of, do you know how much this house they say is appreciated? It's gone up 40%, mm -hmm. which means my taxes are now going to go up 40%. I can't afford that. This says property tax relief. It says it's going to go to education. It says it's coming out of, uh, out of surpluses. This is great. There's no way I'm voting against this. So uh, you got something to tell me. You better tell me fast because I'm a hard yes. Absolutely. What do you tell them? So in those moments, what we'll do is we'll, we'll start walking through and saying, well, you understand that it's, it's a temporary tax relief for perpetual Tabor refunds. Remember that Tabor refund or the Colorado cashback is uh, the governor's friends call it? People are always like, oh, yeah. What do you mean? Yeah. That check I got yeah, last year? Yeah, the check you got. That's that the $700. one. That's the one. So, yeah, that was cool. So if you vote yes on this, the legislature gets to keep that money in perpetuity. You get it for one year, then after that, those things are virtually gone. No, but I'm, I still get it next year, right? You, you'll get it maybe one more time at most. And, and then, then I don't get it yourself, anymore? Nope. You're gonna, what you're going to do is you're going to, in order to save, a, they're, basically you're going to give them a couple thousand dollars and they're going to give you a couple hundred dollars. That's the deal that they concocted for you. I don't see that in the language here. It doesn't say yeah, that. Yeah. It says property tax relief. Mm -hmm. And it's going to go, it's going to help education, it's going to do this, yeah. it's going to do that. And you it would, says, you it wouldn't says vote for it if it didn't say that. But it doesn't <laughs> say that anywhere here. Show yeah. me where it says that. Yeah, well, that's the beautiful thing about what the legislature did, which is they, they changed the rule. So when they put something on the ballot, they can forego certain information. Now, if you and I want to bring something before the voters, we have to follow those strict criteria. What they're hiding in there is that you're going to lose your table refund. This is temporary, minimal at best, and that local governments can also keep money that's owed to you without your permission. When you say it's temporary at best, what do you mean it's temporary at best? The property tax release. Property taxes are still going to rise. They're just going to rise by a small amount less than they would otherwise. So you're saying my property tax is still going to go up? Yeah. Whether this passes or not? Yep. But they get to keep but the table But it's going to go, but my property tax is going to go up less than it would otherwise if I vote for this, correct? Slightly. Slightly. So if, you, if you're willing to give the government close to $5,000 a year money in order to save a couple hundred, that's the, that's the math equation we're working with. So if I vote yes, and again, I'm still the guy at the door, sure. you're talking to me. If I vote yes on this, I'm going to get my Tabor refund next year. But the year after, the year after, the year after, the year after, in perpetuity, it's gone. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. This is this is what they're trying to do, which is they've been trying to do with Prop CC before that, and so many <laughs> yeah. others. They want to take yeah. our our Tabor refunds forever, mm -hmm. and so you're Never saying let that a crisis go to waste. So this crisis, which happened because we got rid of mm -hmm. Gallagher, Gallagher, this crisis of massive 
massive um, property tax increases, they're going to give me a little break on, on this increase. It, my property taxes are still going to go mm-hmm. skyrocketing. All right, so help me out with that. <clears throat> my property value has gone up 40%. If, I, if we do nothing, Mr. Guy at my door, my property tax is going to go up 40% next year. 40%. Mm-hmm. If I vote for HH, what am I going to save? A mm, couple hundred bucks, maybe. A couple hundred bucks. At best. At best. But every year, I'm going to save a couple hundred bucks, right? Mm. That number's going to change because property taxes are going to continue to go up. Like there, there, There's not really an end in sight for a lot of this. And my value can keep going Your up. Your value can keep going up. And so, but I could save a little bit, a hundred bucks every year, but I'm going so, to give up that $700 check yeah, every yeah. year. Yeah, and if you go to the Common Sense Institute, it has an amazing calculator. You can go in, you can type in your address, and you can see the math for yourself. And that's one of my favorite things to do. I went in and I saw, I'll save maybe $400 in property taxes and pay out somewhere about $5,000 in table refunds. So I'm giving the government $4,500, $4,600 of my money so I can have a couple hundred. It's bad math. So let me see if I got this. Again, guy at my door. Yeah. If I vote for this, I do save this much, but my taxes still go up. So mm-hmm. from going up from 40%, it goes up to 39.5%. Yep. In exchange, I lose my Tabor refunds forever. They're gone. I think I'll vote no. How successful have you been when you go knocking on doors, making mm-hmm. phone calls, and that's it's not easy work. No, <laughs> it's, really, it's not. It's it's the it's ugly. necessary. Yeah, it's necessary. It's it's. Uh, I think the left does this very well. They mm-hmm. built up machinery of knocking on people's doors and talking to them. Yeah. Something that people on the right, Republicans especially, are just they don't like talking to people or not like them. Yeah, I, I just I don't, it's very I don't, I don't always understand that. But the the thing is, is that you know when you go to somebody's door and you actually have a conversation with them, you can see. I I mean. I, I don't know about you, I've never got a mailer, watched a TV ad, and think, oh my gosh, like, my whole point of view has changed on this. I mean, that's never, that's never happened once, and I, and I receive a lot of mail. But the idea is when you can actually talk somebody through their situation, see what's going on, hear their concerns, address them, show them where they can find the evidence themselves, that's how you persuade people. People listen to people. Yeah. People do not listen to pieces of paper. Right. So what's your hit ratio? In other words, when you talk to people, mm-hmm. how often do, are you able to get them to really question what they see on this? I mean, most people have a healthy skepticism, which, I, which I'm glad. Yeah. I think that's good. <laughs> and, you know, the, the vast majority of people, they, you know, they still want to check things out. So more times than not, they'll yeah. say, you know, we get a lot of folks who say, I want to look more into it. But here's the thing, like, we, we also go back to those people. We don't just say, if you tell me, yeah, I don't know, maybe, we're going to fall back up with you. We're going to see where you are. We don't, we don't just assume that you're going to lean my way because we had an amazing conversation. If, if you don't give me a hard, I'm going to vote no, we're going to come back to you. We're going to say, hey, last time we talked to you, you had some concerns. Where are you at? Here's, here's the problem. AFP, been around a while. You do great work. You and I have known each other uh, since before you were born. And <laughs> you, you, you're great. You guys are this big. The Colorado Education Association when this passes, gets massively more funded on the mm-hmm. local level, uh, the state, I mean, all this other stuff. The state won't have to backfill as much money, which means the state gets more money. Mm-hmm. Everybody gets wealthy. Uh, the localities get wealthy. 
their foot soldiers are also out there knocking on doors. And their pitch is a lot easier. Their pitch is, oh, are you angry that your property taxes are going up 40%? Hey, read this. Property tax relief. Hope you'll vote yes. Oh, yeah, I'm with you. Well, you have to take five minutes to explain it. They have a bumper sticker because the legislature wrote that little <laughs> language that says property tax relief. It's right there. It's like the first three words for property tax relief. You know, you had me at hello. So how, how, do, you, how do you balance that? How, how, do, so, how do you get leverage? Mm -hmm. And you look at the other side, and they've got, I forget, million dollars already early it's on. About, yeah. And it's the CEA, it's Pat Stryker, it's all it's the other folks. Yeah. yeah, and they're going to make money off of this. It's basic public choice theory. The people who are going to make make billions are mm -hmm. going to put in millions. So one of, one of the benefits is that the legislature has done such a phenomenal job keeping their word to the people of Colorado over the years. <laughs> when they say, if you do this, we promise this time will be different, the voters just aren't buying it. One of the things that we've seen is that I find fascinating is that people say, well, <clears throat> didn't, we, didn't we do this that one time for more funding? Didn't we pass this that other time for more funding? Especially on the local level. I mean, those are yeah. constant questions. And that people are now starting to want, want to say, you know, trust but verify. They, like, they say, if you're going to do this, show me exactly how. Show me exactly how you're going to guarantee the money goes there. So that, that's one of those things I talked about. People have that skepticism. And it, it feeds into it. We just have to remind them, remember last time? Remember what they even, did? Even that you say, the money's going to go there, begs the question, what money? I thought this was a property tax cut. Shouldn't there be less money? So that's what happens when you try to, I mean, this is what Congress does so beautifully, which is let's take this idea and let's cram as much into it as humanly possible, try to get the most consensus because this bill does everything. And it starts to create these, I mean, you look at Prop H, I mean, if it wasn't so dangerous, it'd be a lot funnier. But it's like all the things they try to cram into, like, oh, we're going to give you t property tax release, and we're going to use extra revenue for this. And everyone's like, wait, what? Where, the extra revenue? Yeah. Where'd that come from? And, oh, it's just, that, it's just that check that you got that one time. <laughs> and it's, uh, I mean, I, I got to tell you, when Governor Polis had the press conference on the Capitol steps with the Democrat leadership on the background, talking about Tabor refunds that they tried to rename, I mean, it was, it was a beautiful moment. I saw Tabor's polling go up in that moment. Uh, you know, a sincere thank you for that. And, uh, you know, these are, these are things now that people say, hey, it's different when it's a $40 rebate you see on your income tax that, you know, you didn't really see. But when you get a nice check with an interesting letter, right? <laughs> and people can see, you know, $750 per person, that's real money. And now people know, like, oh, these are real. These are not theoretical anymore. I mean, we beat Prop CC on a theoretical table refund. Right. And overwhelmingly. Overwhelmingly. And overwhelmingly. Yep. That's yep. because it was an honest election. Mm -hmm. We want to take future Tabor refunds, yeah. make sure you don't get them anymore. The answer was hell no. Yep. And this one is, we want to take away your Tabor refunds, and we're going to con you with a tiny little, mm -hmm. little uh, property yeah. tax cut, which is next to nothing. Next to nothing. And that is, that is evil genius. It really is evil genius. Let me ask you about this one. So we're going to have Tabor refunds even the first year should this pass. And the question has always been, well, wait a minute should we be taxed on a federal level for this? And I love, I find this so, the word has got to be adorable, that our Democratic federal representatives, along with our state folks, are screaming to the IRS, 
no, you cannot tax this. It's already been taxed. <laughs> it's been taxed. You cannot tax. Yeah. We're going to protect our Tabor refunds, yeah. say, say these people who have been trying to steal our Tabor refunds. We're going to protect our Tabor refunds, which if HH passes, is completely moot because... There won't be any more Tabor <laughs> refunds. Help me, the, the, Jesse. The, the, the irony, I mean, is, is rich. And I mean, <clears throat> I saw that tweet from Senator Bennett, who is very concerned. He wants to protect Tabor refunds for hardworking Coloradans. And I, I welcomed him to join Americans for Prosperity Colorado Issue Committee, among others, to say, great, let's defeat Prop HH. You know, you can yeah. join us. I'm, I'm sure he'll get back to me any day now. But, you know, and then Governor Polis, of all people, is like, you know, we're not going to allow this. Coloradans want their Tabor refund. I'm like, Keep going with that thought. Yeah. Keep going with play, that thought. Let's play, play, play that one out, Jerry. Yeah, play that let's one walk out. Walk that one through. And that's the, and, and I mean, that's really the the unfortunate thing that's happening in politics today, which is, I mean, the mental gymnastics to say, yes, this, but then that, and I can support it here, but not there. I mean, it's this is why people are so dissatisfied with government. I mean, we're seeing it play out right before our eyes. Misleading battle language, different rules. Politicians trying to play both sides. I mean, I, I read the comments section, and I know Ben from uh, Ben Murray from here highlighted some of the comments of people saying, how, even Democrats on some on supporters saying, "How in the world can you guys say this?" Then also say, "But we want to keep the money." You know, like you can't have it both ways. And I was like, "Preach." <laughs> yeah, and it's it's no wonder people are losing faith in institutions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, Republican Democrat. It doesn't matter. People are losing faith in institutions, and it's this kind of stuff. You go back a couple of years, and it's the same dirty tricks when we got rid of Gallagher. Maybe getting rid of Gallagher was a good move. Yeah. I don't think it was. TBD. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it wasn't good, but Gallagher, I believe, was flawed. Oh, yeah. It was flawed because it, it hurt commercial real estate owners mm-hmm. because that was locked in. But as property tax, uh, property assessments would go up, mm-hmm. residential mill levies would go down to counter it so that we, go, we property owners, homeowners, would pay about the same every year. Yeah. It was brilliant. Uh, this really helped us. But business owners got locked in at a higher rate, and that wouldn't adjust. Mm-hmm. And which meant, over time, these guys got hosed. Yeah. Now, it's not like they actually pay for it. We consumers pay for it in yeah. higher prices. All right, There's so that. <laughs> yeah, but when the legislature repealed it, they did the same thing. They put in language, and right up there at the very beginning, they didn't say without raising taxes. They said without raising tax rates, and that's this part, the mill levy rate. Yep. And so they didn't raise mill levy rates; they froze it. So now that assessments go up, and this mm-hmm. doesn't go down to meet it. Yeah. Our tax rates are going. Our taxes are going to go soaring. Mm-hmm. This is also duplicitous, and you, for junkies like us, we know how this game is played. But there is something that, in the future, if HH is passed the same way the uh, Gallagher repeal was uh, was passed, historians will look back and go, "This was a dark time." Yeah. This is why you look back and people said, "This is why politicians." are hated yeah. because they lie. And it's, regular people are working for a living. They, yeah. they don't have the time to follow this the way yeah. we do. And that's, and that's why I think it's so important that organizations like Independence Institute um, and others exist because somebody needs to be that voice out there to say, hey, here's what they're actually doing to you. Because 
Uh, I, I've never seen a legislator's newsletter say, hey, we wrote this language in a way that totally benefits us at the expense of you. Like, you're welcome. And what I, what I find fascinating about what they've been doing recently is, how, is just how bold they are in this language of saying, I mean, the Gallagher repeal, I know you and I talked in, uh, at the time, even saying, like, yeah, I don't know how this thing plays out because when, when I ask folks, well, what stops me from paying more in property taxes? They say, well, the rate. It's okay, I'm, stop right there. What prevents me from having to pay more if we repeal this? Oh, we don't think it'll happen. Well, it did. Right. <laughs> and we're all feeling it now. And uh, I can still remember the day I got the notice from my mortgage company. It's like, hey, you might want to put a little more in your escrow. And their idea of a little more and mine apparently are very different. I found out in that moment. But uh, the, the thing is, is that as a legislature, we just have an open and honest conversation. Here's what we're trying to do. Here's what we think the solution is. Versus trying to do this cute and creative language that they pushed and pulled and dragged people and pulling to get. And then they never follow through on what they do. And, and then they want to say, oh, it's, you know, people are out there bashing us and that's why people don't have any faith in us. It's like, no, it's you. It's always you. <laughs> We're just telling people what you are doing. Let me, so. ask, you, let me ask you this one. With a supermajority Democrats on all levels of government in Colorado, I'm finding that the fourth estate slowly, slowly, it's starting to come around. There's, you can bash Republicans all you like, but it's moot. You know? yeah. And mind you, Republicans get, need to be bashed a lot, but it doesn't matter. They have no power, so yeah. you, know, you, know, you make fun of, of the Republican Party, but why? Um, when I see that reporters are now starting to catch on, and what really got me was Kyle Clark of Channel 9 reporting when this HH was- Staunch conservative. Yeah, staunch conservative. <laughs> you know, hard, hardcore, hardcore, alt-right. Um, uh, when HH was, was proposed, uh, uh, Senate Bill 303 yeah. came out, and he said, you know, governor is a smart guy, but I hope he doesn't think we're stupid. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that, no, said, that, that said a lot. It really he did, said, yeah. you might think this might be great, policy might be terrible policy, but let's be honest, this is a way to take away Tabor refunds. And he made it yeah. really clear. I thought, wait a second, if Kyle Clark is out there saying, we're, we're, Governor, we're not stupid, yeah. then it made me think, maybe people can learn the truth. Maybe it's great policy, he and I can disagree, yeah. but maybe the, maybe the media in 2023 might actually do their job and present to people what HH really is. Yeah, well, I, I think we saw a little bit of that before this with the great Colorado cashback that went out right before right. the election, although it had nothing to do with the election, but right before ballots hit <laughs> and to ensure Tabor refunds got there. And the press really called them out and said, you know, this, this, this doesn't, this feels a little dishonest. This feels a little, Weird with how you guys are going about it, and, and ever since so you're then, buying I, votes, you're making sure that yeah. I mean, we you all, hate Tabor, you hate Tabor, you hate yeah. giving out Tabor, but you're doing this just before the election yeah, to buy votes. Yeah, and uh, and now we see it with this, and I mean, that, I think it was the first time AFP's ever retweeted anything from Kyle Clark. But um, the I, I thought his statement was really profound of saying, you know, like I mean, honestly, I mean, I agree with him in the sense that Governor Polis is better than that. I always. You know, and, and I'm sure that's heresy with some who are listening right now. But uh, I mean, there goes half your donations right there. Yeah, I'll get some angry emails. <laughs> but here's the thing: is that historically, he's always been very pragmatic, very level-headed. He it, and he he's brought forward. He who? 
Go- Governor, Governor Polls. Polls. Governor Polls. And that I, I think he's always been fairly understanding of saying, this is this is actual good policy and this isn't. And he stood against his party at times he hasn't. So to watch him be a part of this, I was actually a little surprised. And, um, but I mean, I guess when there's billions of dollars at stake, you really want that money to spend, I guess, you know, people are maybe a little, a little more forgiving themselves, so. Let's, let's say you are successful. Let's mm-hmm. say we are successful and HH goes down, then what? <laughs> the day after, yeah, what the needs day after. to happen? Well, I think what needs to happen is for people to come together, and I know this probably sounds uh, crazy. This used to be how we did things in Colorado, but to come together with stakeholders and actually have a real process to talk through. What, what can we do to actually address property tax? Not not a quick Band-Aid solution of, well, it, you know, we don't want to do this, so let's just do that. It's like, no, let's do the right thing. Let's, let's, let's come together and let's identify a real solution. And I feel like, you know, if you, if you brought people together that I think there's a potential to, to put forth something that we could all actually get behind the right and left to, to address this real problem. But it's gonna take people coming together to say, here's the issue we're facing, here's all the steps that led to it, now let's address it. There's a time crunch though, mm-hmm. because if we don't do something by calendar year end, the mill levy that the state has set is what everybody gets taxed at, yep. which means the highest tax increase in Colorado history, thanks to the repeal of Gallagher. So if the governor doesn't call a special session to address it right after the election, we're in trouble. Maybe he's the head that wears a crown. I mean, (laughs) I'm just saying, like, nothing frustrates me more than when I hear elected officials who made a conscious decision to campaign, put their name out, ask people to invest in them financially, with their time, talent, treasure, all those things, to say, well, these are really tough decisions. It's like, well, that's kind of what you signed up yeah. for. I mean, uh, it's like firefighters, the building's burning. Like, that's kind of your comparative advantage right. to go do that. <laughs> like, we pay you for that purpose. We pay them to help drive these solutions. And the fact that they're unwilling to is why there's so many ballot initiatives all the time, because the legislature doesn't want to deal with these problems. They want to punt it, because votes are scary. They punted for two years. Mm-hmm. There was two years they could have solved yeah. this, and they waited until the very end of the legislative session, the well, way to the last week. Well, and, that's, and that's how they do things. When, you know, I did seven years down there, which felt like 12. What and, did you do down there, by the way? Uh, I was started out as communications director and then was a chief of staff to President Cabinet and President Grantham. So that was so minority I know, majority. I yelled at so, you many times when I, you were down there. I did, I, I recall some of those. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but the thing was, that, oh, it's 120 days. It's always been that way. That's what we do. We're down there for 120 days. Day 110, everyone's panics. The session's almost over. And it was always the House. House would sit on 300 bills and then freak out. Session's almost over. It's like, yeah, for 109 days, we've been reminding you this, this moment was coming and now you got now, now we're in a time crunch. And then, then they start just ramming things through and voting things through. And I talked to, I've talked to legislators right and left who said, this is a bad way to govern. They're like, I don't even think people are reading bills. And, that, and that's something Congress does. We expect better here in Colorado. And they wait till the last minute to ram this thing through. There was no debate. Then they're like, let's add a, what's the thing now? You can unify the table refunds. Everybody gets the same amount right. if you vote for it. And even Kyle Clark's like, that sounds like a bribe because it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is. And it's like bad policy comes when things are rushed. There's no sunshine on it. There's no debate. I mean, Republicans stormed out at, at a certain point over that too. And, and, and now we are, we are. And everyone's like, well, what's the alternative? My thing is, let, let's stop doing things that way. 
and start <laughs> and address it. But it, it would require a special session. And guess what? Like, that's, hey, you're the governor. We, it's time for you to step up. And we'll see if he does. It's interesting that Lisa Frisell said to me in this very seat, and if he doesn't, he should be recalled. And she's not the kind of lady who yeah. says something like that lightly. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I could try it third, fourth time. I don't know. I, I lost count at this point. But I think the This is something point, different. This, yeah, is, not, I think this point, is not over something light. This is yeah. something over, you're yeah. the reason why people's yeah. property taxes are going yeah. up 40 to yeah. 70%. And, um, I'm just a jaded politico at this point. But, <laughs> but I, I, you know, I mean, she's not somebody who just throws out words like that. Yeah. And I think that is important to point out in this is that it's like you saw the problem coming. It's kind of like those friends we all had using college where it's like you saw the problem coming and kept approaching, kept approaching, and then they call, it's like, hey, it's ha- okay, it just happened. And they call you. Like, this happened to me. It's like, yeah, everybody warned you. <laughs> like, we, yeah. we all warned you. Yeah, here you was are. It, I forget if it was uh, Mark Twain. How did you go broke? Really slowly at first, and then and all, of, all a of a sudden. No, yeah. that's that's exactly right, and that's what the legislature has been doing over the years. They 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 kept avoiding it, kept avoiding it, and then they they throw this thing to you as almost like you don't really have a choice. It's like, well, the people do, and uh, elections do have consequences. And the the thing I like about recalls, I know there's mixed feelings on them, is that I think it's a great insurance policy. If people don't do their jobs, I think you're right to call them out early. You don't have to wait four years. Yeah. <laughs> So, give me, give me your feeling on this. You've done some polling. It's, you know, the more time people have to learn about HH, mm-hmm. the more certain I am it goes down. Sadly, we have mail-in ballots, which means early votes will go the wrong yeah. way. Well, not necessarily. What do you think? Not necessarily. I mean, how optimistic are you? How pessimistic are you? I'm, I'm always pe- cautiously pessimistic about anything. But, <laughs> cautiously pessimistic. Yeah, so you're usually right and delighted when you're wrong. But the uh, the thing is, is that one thing that some folks, and I know uh, your organization and others have really spent some time on the blue book. And, and I'm really surprised at the number of people who we talked to and said, yep, I got my blue book here. I'm going to take your information and I'm going to read this too. And like we'll, we'll have those conversations with folks. And that I think people being able to look down and see the math and, and really understand and digest it. And that's the one thing that I think is really good in Colorado, is that we actually supply that. And of course, we can all argue the Blue Book isn't always the best. I got to tell you, it's been very frustrating with the Blue Book because mm-hmm. they, they take the language and they call it property tax relief. And I've been banging heads with the staff. They're yeah. good folks down yeah, there. Yeah. And, but this isn't property tax relief. No. This is Tabor refund taking. Mm-hmm. That's what this should be labeled, losing your Tabor refund. Yeah. It's not. That is the whole reason this is on the ballot, I argued with them. Mm-hmm. It, it has nothing to do with property tax taking It has yeah. or, or giving. It has all everything to do with Tabor refund taking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. And uh, I, the only thing I think being worse than a, a youth umpire or something is probably the, being in the middle of the blue book, <laughs> dealing with both sides. Um, but there's a, that gives us an opportunity to at least pre- prevent our, our case as best we can um, in an alternative means. And I think with the with the ballots, I noticed a lot more people have been sitting on them longer. Normally they'll kick them out right away. But yeah. in elections like this, they usually sit on them for just a little bit longer. And I know the, the proponents are starting to gear up. They're raising all the money, as we talked about earlier. But I, I see ourselves in a situation where I think the general skepticism of folks, along with the fact that they know they only vote when the government wants something from them, which is why actually... 
the property tax cut made me nervous. Got a lot of folks to say, well, why can't they just do this? And I'm like, they, the legislature, are not. <laughs> like, let's be yeah. clear. And, uh, but so I, you know, I, I'm still, I think enough folks are going to look at this and vote now. But it's going to take getting out there. I mean, if, if it's going to take everybody talking to everybody, yep, yep. questioning, questioning. Hey, you've also been doing some work on on the Public Utilities Commission. One of my Love them. favorite. Love them. You know the the unholy marriage between Excel Energy mm-hmm. and their bitch, the PUC. Uh, what what are you looking at right now? <laughs> well, let's see. They're. Uh, I, the, the thing I like so much about the way Colorado's Public Utility Commission that's supposed to work is it gives it gives advocates and, and people the ability to, to make their case. Now, that's that's the theory. The reality is the legislature and Excel get together, they create some terrible policy, they both do their part, and then the PUC says, well, gosh, you know, Excel just did what the legislature asked them to do, so, oh, this is tough, we're going to have to vote this rate increase. And they kept doing that over and over and over. And I remember one day I, I came home, I opened up my Excel bill, and it was like $340. And I, I'm mad. I opened up my computer, I looked there, and I see a tweet from Excel. It's like, hey, temperatures are dropping. Turn down your thermostat. I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was time. <laughs> and so we started educating people on what was going on. We gave out, uh, we went door to door, handed out blankets that said no more rate increases. Um, and we started directing people towards the PUC. And here's the, here's the beautiful thing about government governor's appointees, is that their systems are not built to deal with a lot of constituent contact. Yeah. So within a week, uh, was the first week we released it, we had over 200 comments submitted to them. First week. And that campaign went for several. Yeah. And, and next thing you know, you know, we're up on the radio, we're doing this. During the summer, they're they pushing another rate increase. And my favorite was, it was like 300 million at first. Then it came back with like 74. It's like, a, Did you accidentally carry the one? Like, help me understand yeah, yeah. where, where the rest of that money went. Because I know you just didn't generously give it back. And uh, so one of the things we've been doing is we've been doing an education campaign. We have these electric fans that we've been giving out that when you turn them on, they light up and say no more rate increases. And we've been going door to door to people. And what's, what's fascinating and also sad is that people will bring us their bills and say, can you believe how much I'm paying? I'm on a fixed income. I'm, you know, I'm dealing with all these, you know, inflation, all these other things, and now they want me to pay more. But the PUC generously came back and said, this new rate increase, it's only a dollar. Gee, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, oh, it's today here. Huh. So any day now, there's a new mailer that's dropping that says, you know, you might be, look who's going to be paying higher utility rates when you hold it up. It's uh, that foil. It looks like a mirror, and you can look at yourself. Yeah, so, right. And, uh, and then we conveniently give the PUC's contact info. Uh, and this is something that I think, as a movement, that we have to really stay on top of because they're pushing all this green energy stuff. They're, they're driving all this stuff. And I remember us posting a meme that has the three Spider-Men all pointing at each other. That's how they operate. They all blame each other. It's like, well, I have to do this because of them. It's like, actually, you don't. Right. You know, it was a time when this monopoly was created, this government monopoly. And that's, that's what people... People don't understand. It's a monopoly. I don't have a choice. You don't have a choice. You don't go to the other power company. Mm-hmm. And there was a grand bargain made, which was, we'll let you be a monopoly. You get guaranteed rate of return, a guaranteed profit, 10%, 10%. no matter what you do. You can buy you, a pencil. Can you imagine that? 10%? Yeah. I mean, I would borrow money. And by the way, they make more. Last year, they made yeah. 14%. Mm-hmm. Um, I ha- my investments don't make that. Yeah, I uh, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll do that all day long. All day. And all day. You, you make your 14%, you buy a pencil, you charge an extra 14%, yeah. whatever you do, 
And in exchange, you give us the least cost mm -hmm. on energy. That was the bargain. And the PUC sits on top of you and says, no, 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 no. You, you don't do that type of power plant. You do this type of power plant because it's least cost. That was the mission. Yeah. And then the mission changed to a fluffier, reasonable, yeah. reasonable cost. At which point, Excel went, now we're in yeah. business. They were no longer in business to create energy. Their business model is to build shit. Yep. And so what they do is they build this plant, and then they change that plant from uh, uh, um, coal to gas, and then from gas to windmills, and then from windmills to wind farms. And each time they do it, they get a new mortgage, and we have to pay all these different mortgages. All the assets. You yep. Yeah, you don't refinance it. You just have another mortgage and yep. another mortgage. So they build stuff, and so we're paying three, four, five times over for the same kilowatt, and we wonder why our our electricity, yeah. which should be cheaper now than ever, is, be. is five times as expensive. It's not yeah. it's not rocket surgery. <laughs> exactly. And well that's the thing too is I mean, I mean imagine how much more you would spend if you were spending my money as opposed to yours. I always had yeah. to supply whatever it is, it's like, yep, yeah, I gotta give it to you. Or maybe I just give you you want a thousand, but I can only give you eight hundred. And you'd be like, well, you know, I'll make do. And that's basically how Excel treats Colorado taxpayers or ratepayers, especially they in more, the front range. They make more per capita in Colorado than anywhere oh, else. Oh, yeah, not even close. I talked to my colleagues in other states and they don't have near the problems we do here. And that's the thing is I always, my favorite is when somebody comes at me and they're like, they, they're gonna have a sick burn on me and they're like, oh, you don't like the private market, do you? I'm like, well, let's talk about that. Yeah. I want you to Google Monopoly Get the definition and come back to me right. <laughs> because this is not a free market. I mean, here's the thing. Like when it comes to airlines, I can fly Frontier and just hope I get there. <laughs> or, or I can go out to, you know, a higher end airline. I don't know, like Delta, which is always more for some reason. And I, I can decide in there which one, I, you know, do I want to ride on a Greyhound bus or do I want to ride on a nice airline? I can make that choice. With Excel, I don't have a choice. I, I'm in Westminster and that's, those are my options. That's then Excel also likes to... Give some money to environmental groups that helps these groups mm -hmm. make sure that the right people are put into office. It's, yep. it's a it's a vicious, awful, mm -hmm. ugly uh, service. Well, I appreciate you doing it. It's, it yeah. it's it's always fun working with you on these projects, and um, AFP has a wicked sense of humor, <laughs> and we enjoy that. Yeah, it's fine. All right, well let's let's knock HH down and yeah, absolutely and, and do it. Hey, people want to learn more about AFP and what you do here yeah. in Colorado. I know you guys are part of it. Uh, national organization. I don't care about that. <laughs> I care about what you do here, yeah. and yeah. that's important. Where do yeah. they go? Well, I mean, the easiest way is to go to our website, AmericansForProsperity.org. Um, I, I think social media is where you get more of the local taste, so you can find us on Facebook, Meta, whatever you want to call it, Twitter, or I guess now it's just X, X. now or something. Yeah, I don't know. X. It's old, Wasn't that it's an old, exercise uh, program? Didn't, didn't uh, uh, Ryan... Uh, um, Congressman who was a vice president. Oh, X. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and the more I learn about Elon Musk is actually on brand what he does. The problem is nobody else understands SpaceX and the other things he does. Yeah, so the people there on the end, they probably think it's super cool. The rest of us are like, that was that's just weird. A well-known brand? Yeah, it's not like Pepsi or Coke where you're like, yeah. oh, I get that. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> so, it's, we're going to change Coke to yeah. Yeah, they tried that. Yeah, Pepsi and Coke both tried that and said, nah, we're yeah, going to stick with it. And maybe he should have, but. We have, we're not yeah. We're not billionaires. No, no. Yes. Not we'll, yet. We'll, we'll tell Elon day, what to do. One day. But so on, on X, <laughs> yeah, where, so, what are you? Uh, it's uh, AFP Colorado on X, Americans for Prosperity Colorado on Facebook. 
get out there, get active. That's where you'll find a lot of our content. I like to put our ads up, our mailers, all those things, so you can really see what we're yeah, up it's, to. Yeah, it's good stuff. Jesse, thanks for doing hey, what you thank do. Thank you. If you've enjoyed this episode of Devil's Advocate, I hope you'll share it with a friend. And I hope you'll subscribe and follow the show. We have new ones released weekly. Remember, this audio was taken from our TV show. To watch it, just search the letters IITV for Independence Institute TV on YouTube for this and many other great conversations.